0: You're listening to The Breaking Through Podcast, showcasing the best new talent hitting the scene. G'day and welcome to The Breaking Through Podcast. This week, it's a pod that's been, I'd say, a few months in the making. I have Josh and Leah from the Gold Coast Band Local Safari. How are we going, guys?
1: Yeah, good, mate. How are you?
0: Yeah, now, I've had a uh, pretty bad day in the punt, so I'm hoping to end this day well. Um,
1: (laughs) Couldn't get up at the races yet.
0: Oh mate, it was the worst day I've ever had on the races. I'm not a happy man, but we've got to get through to this pod. Um Josh. Yeah. Um, when I met you, I did say that I was gonna tell the story of how we met, but I'm a bit of an idiot and I told it on last week's pod with Ace of Spade. Did you have a listen?
1: No, I haven't listened to it yet, actually. What's this what's the story? Well, <laughs> yeah.
0: well because um, the, uh, the party that you guys had, um, that all day party, um, I was obviously That's not, right. yeah. um, invited and not, not invited to anything at that party. And <laughs> my mate was like, um, Oh, I've got, I've got this party that, um, this chick from Sydney's up and, um, she's at this party. I'm like, okay, so you're telling me there's a chick from Sydney. She's right. not going to know anyone. And you're getting us to go to this party. This sounds like <laughs> a great idea. It's um not meant to be rude guys but it was in but fuck nowhere i had no <laughs> idea where i was so i thought anything could happen and um i walk we we walk in i'm like oh jack what have you got me into mate i see that there's bands at the front that you have to get a band on i'm like oh my god we're at a sweet 16th. the parents are making them <laughs> making them wear bands and then i walk in and i see the local safari sign i'm like oh my god like i've been watching little live streams of this today and um a friend of a friend um, did introduce us, but uh, Leah I actually did meet you on that night as well. I might have put you um, put you in the shit last week. Um, <laughs> Uh, a mutual friend introduced us and um, you may have been a little bit pissed and you looked straight through me and just walked straight past (laughs) and the friend was like the friend was like oh I'll I'll get Josh for you I'm like all right sweet round two let's go and then Josh you were great to talk
1: to you you were uh, you held it all together
2: oh my god (laughs) Um, I'm so sorry
1: (laughs) I remember um our our mate Jaden saying oh my mate Brennan he wants you on his podcast and I was like what like what are you talking about and then like a few hours later oh this is brendan i was like oh hey mate like that's random ass.
2: look it was a big it was a big day and a big <laughs> night for for me so <laughs> i promise to, to be fair i'd have a chat
0: <laughs> to be fair i didn't get there till like maybe eight o'clock so, like, yeah, so if it gone. was an all-day thing.
1: Yeah, we were stuck in by that time.
2: we have been gone for seven hours by then.
0: <laughs> so I was like, you know what, benefit of the doubt. And it was a funny thing because I'd only just, probably the week before or, yeah, it would have been the week before that I just... Um, Found you guys, and I've got I've got like a little podcast book that I have of like um bands that like I want to ask or like give them a couple months or whatever. And you guys, I had Joss penciled you guys in, so I was like, "Fuck, I've got the opportunity here. I've got a drink in hand. I've got to find them." <laughs> and uh, a couple months later, you're on. I think that was a pretty good day. Yeah. But yeah. My, after all that, after after all that, my question was, how did the party go as a whole? Because you got some pretty good acts on there. Like obviously, you guys had just started, and you get Peach for. To play at your party how did this all come together
2: um well it was actually an idea that i had at the start of iso because it was my birthday um in the middle of the big lockdown that we had when you could only have like two people at your house and so i was obviously a bit sad and a bit upset because i wanted to have the our band play for my birthday in my backyard and didn't get to do that in April but then when July came around it was that tiny little window where they were allowing 100 person house parties and I thought this is our opportunity to do something for bands that haven't been able to play or artists that haven't been able to get gigs and I just want to run it in my backyard it'll be super chill they nobody got paid and I just reached out to these bands some through mutual friends and some just randomly through Instagram people that we loved, like we froth peachy froth pure milk and I just reached out to them and said it's gonna be really chill bring your mates bring beer like we're gonna provide you with beers good times in the backyard and you get to play are you keen and everyone was so into it because I haven't had hadn't had anywhere to play for so long so yeah it was just and then now we're all really good mates with everyone that played here because they just had the best time peach first said it's the best gig they've played this year still <laughs> so yeah it was so much fun
1: got really lucky with peach Fur as well because um like we only met them about a, a month before um we got like we jam in a shed in burley that's where like local safari hq is and one day we were just jamming and we heard some up uh, there's heaps of other bands there and we just heard like that sounds like a peach first song like do they jam here? And then so we just went down and talked to them. We were like, oh, hey, well, hey guys, what's going on? How are you? And then, yeah, we ended up being mates to them. And then we, we were like, oh, should we ask them? Can they be keen? We're like, yeah, let's just do it. Like,
2: yeah. And they're
1: like, yeah, definitely. And we were just going,
2: you. <laughs> yeah, honestly, we were so stoked. And then, yeah, from there, it was just the best. We expected them to come, like being for one of the bigger bands, local bands on the Goldie, we expected them to rock up maybe half an hour, an hour before they're set and then just play and, like, fuck off, especially because it was in our backyard. But um, they Hmm. were, like, the first band here. They bought so many drinks. They stayed and supported everyone, and they were, like, oh, my God, everyone we've put on this lineup are such legends, such local legends, and to actually be able to play our first gig with them and meet them all and become friends with them was, like, it was a dream first gig.
0: Yeah, Peach Fur have been around for, I don't know, what like almost a decade or something now they've been they're a gold coast staple to the uh gold coast music scene and um i actually did go see them in brisbane uh poor would have been the first gig i would have gone back to see and i think your gig that they played at um it would have been their favorite because everyone would have been having a boogie everyone was having a good time like when i went and saw peach fur everyone was sitting down and it just wasn't Mm -hmm. like no no diss on those boys, but, like, it just wasn't the same vibe that you get from dancing. So I can 100%, 100% understand um, why that gig would be good. But it's 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 cool to um, find out that, you know, they were kind of the first there. And um, if if you're going to tell a, a band of blokes to come and get pierced and play, I can't see them saying no. Yeah,
1: 100 <laughs> Especially when they're legends like
0: that. Yeah. Um, now, the first time, I, well, obviously, I got there pretty late, so I didn't get to see you guys play that day. But I did come to the uh, barbecue bazaar performance. Um, that was good fun. That was with Yuka. Got to see Yuka as well. Haven't seen her play in a while. Um, but describe to me playing with everyone sitting down. How how was that experience?
2: Um, it's actually been pretty hard because we've, apart from the backyard gig, we've fully been a band during COVID. So we've never actually had a crowd at a venue that could fully respond to our music and show us what they actually thought about it. So I think it's hard because you don't get that crowd response and that feedback and just that, like, euphoria of everyone dancing and you being like, oh, my God, these, these are our songs that people are reacting to. But it's been good because it turns you kind of on yourself as a band and it's, like, really big self-reflection time because you're thinking okay how can we engage more with the audience over the mic how can we jazz up the kind of performance that we're doing to engage people more so I think it's really enhanced our performance skills um more than anything which has been really good
0: plus it's like a um like I've obviously, I, I'm not a musician. I only go to gigs and enjoy them. But um, I think that would be really hard to um, kind of understand how the audience is feeling because, you know, like at any gig you go to, they're having a good time if they're having a boogie. If you've got people sitting down, chatting to each other, like they're obviously not having a good time. But obviously you guys, um, you, you can stand at gigs now. So have you guys played a standing gig yet that, Um, has that changed anything
2: no oh we have we played um last week at vinnies actually for their birthday week and that was a really fun one because people could obviously stand up with their drinks but still it's people have been kind of pushed into this idea now that it's not okay to dance so people obviously they started dancing and they got really into it and everyone came up the front and they were kind of like creating this little mosh And then the owner and the management are like, sit down, you still have to sit down. And I think it's creating this like kind of weird feeling where people are like, oh, I so want to dance and vibe to this, but I just can't. And it kind of creates this whole weird new vibe when you go to see live music.
0: Yeah, I haven't, um, I never thought I'd say this, but I've hesitated on going to gigs now because I have to sit down. I didn't realize how big the difference would be. So like, I'm kind of like Brisbane's, Brisbane's a lot stricter with their rules like even if you go to a bar or anything like even if you like make the slightest movement or like dance on your on your walk or anything they kick you out straight away Gold Coast isn't as bad Mm. but um it's it's still it's still a funny thing and like we haven't had like COVID outbreaks or anything up here for months so I'm I'm oh I just wish they'd give us a date to when we can actually all book again and that's that that's better for owners that's better for you guys that's better for people watching like i'd love to be pissed and just get up and have a boogie but um on that on that vinnie's gig josh did you uh you may have stitched me up a little bit mate (laughs) what happened this is
2: becoming like a a stitch up potty (laughs) we're sorry we've stitched you up Uh,
0: yeah um josh josh did ask me to come to the vinnie's gig (laughs) last week and i was like you know what i live i live near southport that that sounds like a great time so i was like i get one of my mates and we, we go down there and um he's like oh you can meet later because pre-podcast and i'm like yeah that actually sounds really good i could really go for a beverage right now
1: um
0: and josh did you did you forget a uh, crucial detail my friend
1: Mate, you know what? I did not know that it would book out. I was thinking, Vinnie's dive Wednesday night, capacity's like whatever it was. I was like, you'll be right. Like, come down. This is what time we play. And then when we got there, I was like, shit, it's packed.
2: She was. Up- I
0: was not fucking all right, was I?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, sorry about that, mate. I was, I didn't even, I was just like, yeah, she'll be right.
0: <laughs> it was, uh, it was <laughs> like I walk in, like my mate. Bless him, a little bit late. Um, I think I would have been good if he wasn't late, but we won't blame him. He's all right. Um, and I walk in, and like I go to walk through, I'm like, nah, it's free gig, will be right." And they're like, um, "Tickets, guys." I'm like, "Tickets to a free gig? Mm, all right, come on, you're pushing it." I'm like, no tickets. I'm like, "Fuck, what? What do you mean?" And like you had to RSVP I'm like fucking Josh no I didn't this is so I walk out it's it's thundering it's oh. starting to rain I'm like fuck I'm stuck in Southport we tried to go around the corner to the karaoke bar and it just it just didn't work out ended up ended up at um Southport Sharks and lost 100 bucks in the pokies it wasn't a good night for me and then I
1: saw on oh sorry about that man I, I, um, remember, I remember you messaged me and I was like Went to the manager, Glenn. I was like, Glenn, like, how many more can we get in? Like, come on, like, there's a bit of space in here. And he's like, Oh no, sorry, mate, cannot do a thing. So yeah,
2: she was at the brim. My
1: bad, (laughs) Breno.
0: Oh, mate, it's. uh, I was just my my mate was like, Yeah, I know it's bad now, Brenton, but it'll be a good story for the podcast. I'm like, Fuck yeah, but that's that's in like a week's time. (laughs) I was I I got over in like half an hour, and I was like, and then I saw you guys um play a stickies cover with um peach fur and i was just like fuck off like <laughs> sticky fingers is yeah, sticky fine. fingers is the reason why i'm into this type of music and why i'm doing <laughs> like this type of stuff and it's it's like you were taunting me i was like oh I, it hurt it really hurt oh but, yeah um, we did next gig josh i, think, uh, well,
1: I will play it because oh, you- yeah <laughs> fuck him <laughs>
0: oh guys oh bully brenton days every day that's That's
2: um, to stop being late mate
0: No, nah, but I, it wasn't me i was there at seven <laughs> on the dot and i was waiting for my friend and i was like where are you and he's like mate the uber driver's like if he wants the five star he's got to have hurry up and he didn't hurry up unfortunately so um
1: can't be helped
0: the next time josh the next time josh just give me a little bit more warning i need every cool. single detail oh.
1: Mate, yes. I'll give you up a bloody I'll every do little like round sheet.
0: <laughs> Wait, if if that gets me in, fine, I'll do it. Um,
1: <laughs> no, nah, mate, you'll be on the guest list. Next
0: I, week I want. Before. Oh, mate, I better be the only one on the guest <laughs> list. I could better have like twenty seats. <laughs> um, I wanted I wanted to move on to your guys' newest track. Um, we were always, uh, when I had our first chat, Josh, we were always trying to. Um, this pod when the new track was releasing and when I finally heard it not going to lie guys um, it it took a little bit of growing on me because I think I was expecting more of like a, a my friend type of vibe like it was a lot quicker so then like when it slowed I was like mm, this is interesting but I've had a week to think on it well, a week? few days and it, it's a track so it's obviously a little bit uh, more intimate than your first track but how'd this one come come to be?
2: Um, It is it actually was just Josh and I playing around in like one ovo. I came up with this melody in the shower of my creative space and I was it's like – where the oh, best songs come from. <laughs> yeah, um, Shower Thoughts. And this one line just – I kept getting it stuck in my head and I kept thinking like this is something that I want to turn into something more than a scribble on a piece of paper out of the shower. So, yeah, the line, you're just a daffodil daydream. You sound nice, but you're really mean. It just got stuck in my head and Josh came over one other and I was like, do you think if I sing this to you, you can put chords to it and put music to it? And he was like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) So we just kind of like messed around with it and it took maybe like an hour to put music to it and we kind of just played with it from there and created this song based on the idea of people that are nice to your face but not too nice to you behind your back or say things that aren't really nice about you. So they look like a daffodil but they're really a bit slimy and gross underneath like the roots of a flower. So, um, yeah. But, Brenton, I'll
1: let me. you in know, on a little secret. Leah's talking us up right now. We don't normally write songs that <laughs> quick. It's not yeah. like we're like, oh, let's just write a song Let's and we just smash it out like – there's been – because Leah and I have been jamming since the end of high school like because we went to high school together. And we've probably had about like 10 to 20 different parts of songs but oh. never a full song. So when she said that, I was like, look, yeah, we can give it a, like a red hot crack but <laughs> I don't know how well it's going to turn out. And that was actually the full, the first full song we wrote, which was – that's why it got stuck in our heads. We were like, yeah, all right, we've made this. Let's let's get it out.
2: Yeah, because a lot of the time we get stuck on just like a- – A chorus or a verse and then we kind of just put it in the unfinished pile and hope hope (laughs) for it to finish itself somewhere down the track but this one just flowed and came out really nicely so we were like oh maybe she's meant to be out
0: so this was the first track you guys actually completed as a band
1: I think yeah maybe it was the first it was definitely the first song Leah and I finished like in terms of structure and but in terms of, like, from what it was that day when we wrote it to the day we recorded it, it changed a lot. Like, mm. it developed a lot. Um, but, yeah, it was probably the first full song, like, I think we had lyrics for, I think. Yeah.
2: It was the first one that we backward-tracked, like, from melody to music to then adding in, like, you know, lead and bass and drums. So we kind of backtracked it rather than the boys jamming together and writing the song and me laying the melody over the top, which is another way that we try to do it sometimes.
0: All right. So then where does um, your first track come in then? Like bloody solid start, but like, was that a little later down the track and you, when you guys finally did complete that song, you just went, that's got to be first.
1: Um, that one was, that, I think that one was in the works while we did that because Kale and I jam all the time and he just played me that, that riff, like the, Kale's our lead guitarist. He just played us that, um, the riff, like those, that chord progression. And I was like, man, Mm -hmm. that is hot as. And so we were just like working on that for a while. So we had that riff, but we, we didn't have lyrics for that for a while. I don't think. Yeah. And then we eventually, we eventually slapped some on that. And we thought maybe this should be the first track, even though it's not the first one we wrote. It's kind of got really good energy. Like we loved playing it in our, like when we had jams, we just frothed it. So we thought, yeah, this could be a really good first single to, like, really kick off the rocky garage indie sound.
2: And it's really catchy and short, so that was another reason why we were like, yeah, this one should probably be first. But I think when we tried to finish that one, while finishing My Friend, we kind of realised that that sound explicitly wasn't us. Like, there was more to us than that sound. So we went through a couple of drummers, And a few different band changes, and then when we came out with Daffodil, we kind of had formed our sound more and added more flair, like some synth and some more intricate lead and some more intricate drums and stuff like that. So we've kind of come into our sound more with this second track, I think.
0: Interesting, Um, because my friend, it's it's it is one of my favorite tracks of the year, and I remember talking to you, Josh. at the party, you were, I think it was like, might've been at like 2,000 or something, like 2,000 listens or something. And you, you were hoping for like like 5,000 or 6,000 or something. And I'm like, mate, it's going to beat that. And you guys are up to almost 20,000 on that one. Yeah. So it's such a great <laughs> wow. start. So did you guys Did you guys feel any pressure for the second track? Like maybe picking a few different tracks and going, I'm not sure if this is the one or was this always going to, how, how it was going to work out?
1: This was always going to be the second single. It was like, it was almost going to be the first because, like, some of our other songs, when you hear them, I would say they're smack bang in the middle of Daffodil and My Friend. Like, yeah. Daffodil and My Friend are kind of like the good borders of our set. But we were thinking, like, all right, we'll, we'll pump this one out, My Friend. And then when we hit them with Daffodil, it would just be like, all right, this band's got a bit of depth rather than just, like, because we don't want to just stick to one genre. We just want to play the music we love and just. I hope people yeah. love it as well, yeah.
2: I think there was definitely pressure to back it up because it is such a catchy kind of fun rock indie rock song. But um yeah, we wanted there to be more yeah, more depth, more versatility, more intricate sounds than just that first one. Um and we also did more production and pre-production and stuff this time. So, but honestly like at the end of the day, we have no idea what we're doing. We're just like <laughs> we're just like flowing with it and seeing what comes out. At the end of the day, chucking it in the think machine, yeah. and seeing what comes out when we all get together in the shed.
1: But in saying that, we're like I know all of our all of our band members are just so so happy with Daffodil. Oh
2: like,
1: yeah, we're so proud of it. We worked really hard on it, and just like as a, as musicians, listening to it, we feel like it's a step up in what yeah. we've played and how we've developed as musicians and. We've kind of thought about songwriting since since starting a band. So, yeah, we, we love Daffodil. So,
0: you've kind of set like the um, local safari spectrum.
2: Yeah. Of, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, Where
0: you guys can go. Yeah. And
2: that's
0: so just. Right, guys, yeah. you, can, you can quote me on that one if you want. You can take it.
2: we will jotting that one down.
1: <laughs> local safari spectrum.
0: Yeah, well, mate, you, you, when you put your songs out, just put where it is on it and people will understand. <laughs> the the, the fans will get it
1: do up a graph
0: oh mate come on the spectrum sounds way better (laughs) now um you got like hearing the um meaning of daffodil i really like that because isn't that just gold coast to an absolute (laughs) t Like I've Honestly. I've only been back for a year, but I'm just I'm just like fuck. I that actually sounds perfect. Yeah. So I I do like I do like the track a little bit more, and I'm, it's it's like people that you know people that listen to this podcast around Australia. I'm sure you've all got a a suburb or something where people just douchebags live and just real nice to your face. But that's just that's just our city. But there's a few nice people. Shouldn't be saying that, but um. I really, um, when I saw you guys, I, um, you guys played a track. I was, I was a few vodka Red Bulls down at this point, but, um, you guys played a new track and I'm quite sure it was about social media or dating apps. One or the other, um, yeah. something along those lines and fuck, I frothed it. I really enjoyed it. I already know it's going to be my favorite track when it comes out.
1: Oh, so, um, yeah.
0: consider yourself I, lucky, mate. i been hearing it. <laughs> I'm I'm um, I'm pretty sure I put it on the um, Bragging through potty um, story when I was watching. I was like, "Well, I've got to get it in," um, but I'm hoping this one's the next one in the pipeline.
2: Oh. Well, that's a it's a bit of a spicy secret that one. <laughs> um,
0: no, yeah, fucking. I won't tell anyone. I promise. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, she's definitely in the works. I think that's that. It's so funny because those three songs are the ones that we did have pinned for our first three singles, but it's. Like you said, like my friend and then Daffodil and then the one that we've got called Millennial Crush, which is, yes, about how shitty Tinder is. <laughs> um, it oh, yeah, They're all so, so contrasting and so different, which like we love. But I think it's, it's funny because fans are a bit like, oh, my goodness, like what direction is this band taking? But it's good and it'll be surprising. But that one's definitely in the works. It's just we're trying to fine tune her so that we're not kind of going to into a different like different way making sure we're keeping her on the kind of indie rock a little bit of indie pop influence tracks but yeah she's she's looking good she's, yeah. she's nearly ready she's, she's in the oven
1: and she's definitely a crowd favorite like because most of our crowds are just our friends. anytime we play it everyone's just like yo like yelling out yeah so it's definitely definitely uh, when we didn't we we didn't actually ride it that long ago like it was um it wasn't in our first few gigs we played, and we wrote it post that, and then after we started playing it, we were like, "Oh fuck, this one goes off." And then we were like, "Yeah, maybe this should be the third single." Like, and now
2: it's just really relatable, I think. So people can just feel everyone's had a shitty yeah. experience, like, and just being that person that's like, "Oh my god, I really care about you, and you don't care about me," or the other way around, and you know, it's just a shitty kind of time to fall in love. Everyone's got this bloody idea that it's cool to not care, so. I kind of wrote it just being like, Oh my goodness, just tell someone you like them and get over it and like them and stop being silly on social media. <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited to put it out there. I think it will definitely hit hit a lot of target audiences with um with Corona as well. Everyone spend more time trying to find a, a love on Tinder or Bumble or Hinge.
0: <laughs> How shit's Bumble Butt. It is <laughs> so shit.
2: Oh my gosh. They're all yeah, not the wellest. <laughs>
0: Oh, no. fuck. dating apps in general. Like, I when I, when I heard that, like, I thought, oh, geez, this one's gonna be good, and it it just sounds like a bit of a sassy anthem. And yeah. I was just like, I'm I'm living for this. I love this so much because it's just a bit of a fuck you about it. But <laughs> oh, just
1: yeah, exactly. I think
0: I think everyone can everyone can relate to a, a person in their past or something that's been off off a dating site or whatever. But um, the last few people I've had, you guys have known most of them i think um i've been sticking around the gold coast um not on purpose just how it's happened and um they all have um like a a person that a song's about so i'm hoping this new track is going to be about someone in particular and i'm hoping that all your friends know who it's about
2: (laughs) Um, look, daffodil is about someone as well, but we're not going to delve into those (laughs) details. (laughs) Um, I mean, it definitely is about certain people that I've had experiences with. There was another shower thought, you know, when you come home from a shitty date and you're kind of having a cry in the shower so no one can see. And, um, yeah, it just came to me and I was like, oh my God, I freaking hate dating apps. And so I don't think anyone really knows, but that's the mystery of it.
0: What if, what if, like,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, what if this bloke came to one of the gigs and, like, it like was about him and you're singing the track to him? I just I couldn't imagine anything better. Just oh, yeah. he, like, maybe he'd know, maybe you wouldn't. Oh, that just it sounds incredible. And Lynn's from Ace of, Spade, Ace of Spade last week said that that's, that could be like an artist's dream. So. Oh, I hope I hope it comes true because I I think just that just makes for a juicy juicy story. Definitely. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's just
2: like that little secret kind of fuck you that you get to have as an artist if you. If they're there if they're not there, if, even if they listen to it just that one time and they're like, oh, shit, I hope it's not about me and you're like, "It, yeah, fuck it is.
1: But it, it'll be great <laughs> if they are there because when we do play it, Leah really gets into it like,
2: yeah, come on. like, Get into character. Get,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's so good. It makes everyone just go, yes.
2: <laughs> Everyone's looking around like, meh. Mm, well, is, he is he here? Is he here?
0: Should you say his name on one of the performances? <laughs> fuck that dude. Oh, I fucked. Oh, oh. Sounds that sounds like incredible viewing. It's a, it's probably not the right thing to do, but toxic <laughs> toxic work sometimes.
2: <laughs> no name and shame. I won't name and shame. Maybe if I've had a few
0: too many beers, we'll see. <laughs> well, <laughs> far out. A few few too many beers sounds like a good idea. Now, um, where what are we? November. So, do, are you guys playing anything? December, November. What's on the
2: cards? Mm.
1: Glad you asked.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't we have a gig for you. <laughs> we um we've actually curated another amazing lineup if I do say so myself. Similar to our backyard little okay. gig we've worked with um Burley Bazaar, barbecue Bazaar, and we've actually got wharves on the lineup headlining. So that was like a shock for us. We were so excited to work with those guys. Um and they're releasing a single, so it's a triple single release event, so Wolves are releasing a single. We're releasing Daffodil and Chutney are releasing their new single too. And we've also got a UK band called Brixton Alley playing as well and two local DJs, Bill Durry and our mate Mercer. So it's only $15 for tickets and they've got the food trucks there and the bar and then you get, yeah, six local artists playing from four till ten. So it's a pretty good deal.
0: Some good advertising there, Leah. It was a really good job. <laughs> um, Barbecue Bazaar. It's um, the first time I've been there. Was um, your guys' gig, and I really like. I, I could just imagine everything with like no seating or anything, and especially the outdoor area as well. You could so have a mini festival there, and it would work so well, so well post COVID.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. It's such a good venue, and Michael that owns it or manages it or whatever. He's such a legend. Mm.
1: I was actually there on Saturday at Creep Show watching like um, Ivy and Betty Ray's, and there's, I don't know if mm. like. The Secchi started off caring, but by the end they didn't give a fuck and everyone was just dancing. There was people on shoulders, like full mosh. Yeah, I saw
2: videos. It was hectic. It was so,
1: so good. Like it actually made me feel like I was at like a festival again. Like obviously I had a, a few frothies and I was just going, how good's <laughs> this? And I'm, like, I was there with a the mate and he was saying, Man, if your gig is like this, like it's gonna be skits as so.
2: And it was a blue moon, so everyone was going nuts. Halloween full moon, off
1: their tits, crazy Ooh, yeah. cats. And Betty Ray's—they were back with live, so that even that made it even better.
0: Yeah, I am a recent fan of Betty Ray's. So I've um, oh, I've only jumped on the bandwagon recently. But if if the full moon was out, all the girls would have had their crystals out and bloody charging <laughs> those bad boys up. So I'm sure it would have been it would have been a good night.
2: Yeah, and it was Halloween, so it's the one night you can dress like a slut and nobody cares.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I went as someone's dad, so I can't say I dressed like a slut. So pass on that one.
2: Well, you either go funny or you but, go sexy. Like, they're, they're, there's two types of people.
0: Blokes have to go funny. There's no way that like I can pull up and just some dick togs and girls be like, oh, that's amazing. They're gonna call me a creep and get me kicked out of the party. So <laughs> have to go yeah. funny.
2: I've definitely seen some gc lads that have you know tried to go sexy but yeah you're right it, it definitely doesn't work <laughs> on, definitely in the favor the of side. Fight.
1: yeah
0: <laughs> uh, I, just, I just don't think it works and you better hope the queensland government's not listening to this podcast or barbecue bazaar is fucked because if they're dancing and getting up on shoulders they're going to be their quick smart i don't think i've got anastasia or anyone listening but um <laughs> if, if we do I, 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 you guys the I feel
1: like i'm winning the election mate. Well, How yeah, good. When can we dance? Um, yeah. <laughs> open the fucking boards.
0: <laughs> Asking the hard questions, guys. Um, now, goals for 2021, what have we got? Is there a song you guys want to hit 100K on or just one that you're really keen to get out?
2: Um, I mean, we're pretty keen to get Millennial Crush out there. Um, And also another goal is to get our EP out next year. So... We've got probably – we've got another three songs. Yeah, so once My Friend, Daffodil and Millennial crush it out, then we've got another three songs that we're in the studio recording probably at the end of the year. Um, So we'll probably push to try and get the EP out by, like, early to mid next year, and that would be super exciting. We've obviously got goals for, like, streams and – and plays and everything but we're not, not putting focused, pressure on it yeah, yeah like we've kind of like i mean we've only been a band since january february this year and it's been a hard time to be an artist so we're just not pushing ourselves or well, we're pushing ourselves we're just not pushing you know the listens and those kind of like number based goals or money based goals or whatever at the moment because it's just more about having fun yeah. during covid and making music that we love
1: exactly and like that's what we do we just have so much fun when we play i think a goal of um the band is definitely to get on a festival next year like i've been seeing a few pop up like i saw yeah, the lineup yonder. for that yonder one oh. so if anything i'm like, like there's crafted happening in Broadway, So yeah. if there's any like gold coast festivals happening next year
2: get um, us up yeah
1: <laughs> let us know <laughs> oh, that'd be so so sick so that's yeah
2: yeah, that is a big goal. That would be so sick. We um, I saw Citrus Days of on Yonder, so that's really cool. And Sunflower. There's a few yeah. cool local bands starting to hit the um little lineups that are coming back, which is nice. But yeah, festivals. <laughs> hit us in the DMs.
0: <laughs> but for for a fact, I know there's a few uh, PR agencies and festival managements and stuff that do listen to this pod. Um. So hey
1: guys, hey there's guys. the
0: pitch um I, I, I highly recommend getting them on there. they're a great view. um I was supposed to ask this error in the pod, but josh you've you you sing, don't you
1: oh, I dabble because
0: <laughs> like it, it 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 i'd like when I left the Barbecue Bazaar gig um to go to kick ons um it was at the end of your guys' gig, and I was pretty pissed at this point, and I remember turning around and I was like. Is Josh singing stickies? Yeah. And I had to leave, and you—you you were quite good, my friend. So surely, um, your vocals will be getting on a track soon.
1: Oh, mate, that's um, that's a big compliment. <laughs> I um, I usually just sing backing, like help layer out with some some of like the um important parts of the song. But with sticky, like, there's no, way I'm not singing that. Everyone else is singing it. I'm fucking having a belt.
2: <laughs> yeah, Josh is actually on. Oh. All- as it is so but yeah. we're hoping Millennial has a bit of a call and response um, with Josh's vocals so that's that will be cool if we uh... if
1: I can get the auto tune right <laughs> <laughs> get the
0: auto tune right oh man well I'm hoping we get this EP launch can we, it start next year I've only got three months left on the coast so I'd, I'd like to be there but don't push it
2: <laughs> we'll do it just for you <laughs>
0: Mate, oh, it's like if you for just want to have it just an AP launch just for me. Like, that's fine.
2: <laughs>
1: just have, we'll just play the thing in full at our house, backyard yeah, round two.
2: we'll have local safari day party <laughs> round two and you can get here on time this time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh,
0: oh, 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 oh. Well, this time I'll actually know where it is, so come yeah. on, guys.
2: <laughs> and I promise I'll talk to you this time. <laughs>
1: And I can't yeah, you,
0: you're going to build my hopes that I'm going to get a conversation and then I get there and it's just going to be like, oh, not this fuck, weird, fucking hell.
1: <laughs> No. <laughs> definitely not, mate.
0: Um, I'll definitely come to one of your gigs before I go, guys. Um, It was lovely having you guys on. All the best for the rest of 2020 and all the best for 2021.
1: Oh, thanks so much, mate. We really appreciate you having us on. We've had a good time.
2: Yeah, thank you so much. We're honestly so soaked to be on a podcast. We feel very... Uh... Very professional being on podcast. Yeah,
1: it's our first one, so
0: definitely the best. It was so
2: fun.
0: Getting that experience in is good. To keep up to date with all things breaking through,
1: make sure to check out our socials.